Hello, and welcome to the Weekly Watch podcast series. I'm John Briggs, Global Head of Death Strategy. This series helps you cut through the noise of global financial markets with a quick take on the upcoming trends to watch. Hello, everyone. Regular listeners know that I've been waiting for the Bank of England meeting to see if they would taper and heighten and bring to the fore what we're calling, you know, taper season, which is the emergence of the conversation for various global central banks, starting with the Bank of Canada a couple of weeks ago, uh, Bank of England just this past week, and potentially progress the conversation to the Fed and beyond. Regular listeners also know I usually leave my special guests to the end, but I'm going to mix it up this week, go right to our co-head of global economics and our chief U.S. economist, chief U.K. economist, excuse me, uh, Ross Walker. Ross, what did the Bank of England do? Well, we got the tapering, as you mentioned. Uh, and to be clear, this is uh, it's, it's simply a, a slowing in the purchase, uh, their QE purchases over the remainder of this year. The, the total asset purchase target is unchanged. So the, the, the monetary policy, the overall monetary policy setting is unaltered. Uh, but it's a first step, you could argue, towards a policy normalization. Uh, moving away from these unconventional measures. So um, within that, we also saw Haldane, the chief economist for the Bank of England, um, dissent. Can you talk about that dissent a little bit and um, you know, what it might mean for, as you said, like this is just a pace of purchase taper, but for the stock of purchases at some point? Yes, Andy Haldane actually voted to reduce that stock of purchases by... 50 billion pounds. Um, so there would have been some, under his view, there would have been some, some modest further 30 billion pounds or so of additional QE uh, rather than the, the remaining 80 billion. Uh, but he was alone in doing that. Uh, it was a little bit of a surprise, although we, we should recall that he did oppose the 100 billion QE extension back in June last year. So he has established himself for some time as the MPC's leading hawk and probably more significantly, he will leave the committee uh, at the end of June. So that, you know, that lessens, I think, the significance of, of that move. But it did add to that initial slightly more hawkish feel uh, in, in the sense that roughly only half of the, the market was looking for tapering uh, today. And so what about something that may have been a little bit on the dovish side? I know you and I have chatted before this, which was the CPI projections. So um, what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, so for financial markets, the focus today was, was really on the tapering and, and what that would mean for, for gilt yields. But if we move to the economic fundamentals, actually, I think you can make the case that this is a slightly more dovish inflation report relative to expectations in the sense that, as you say, the bank has reduced its inflation forecast. So we now have an undershoot uh, of the inflation target during the final year of the, the forecast, it's, it's not huge, it's only about seven basis points, but taken literally, that tells you that the MPC thinks that the market in the run-up to the May meeting was pricing in a little bit too much uh, by way of, of, of bank rate rises. Um, the market didn't have a full quarter point hike priced in, uh, in in the first year of the projection, but beyond that, um, you had about 50 basis points over the, the sort of three-year forecast. So a little bit of a pushback uh, on, on recent market pricing and, and rate tightening expectations. I guess, you know, if you were to summarize it, you would say the BOE's signal is that the first rate hike probably comes in 2023, but it, it might it might be a little bit sooner. It might be the back end of 2022. 
So I think that's really important, Ross, and thanks for teeing that up for me, because I want to use that in the context of what you know, we've been talking about in previous podcasts about taper season and how we think that means higher bond yields in the US, UK, and Europe. But what's important here is that even though that's our theme, we think that's what markets are going to be discussing and that should lead to higher yields, it's a slowly evolving process. These central banks, I don't think the Fed's going to be much different when they get to talking about tapering. And, and to be clear, you know, again, we think that discussion starts in September from the authorities. So markets need to start thinking about that you know, now and into the summer. But there, the message is going to be, yes, we are pulling back on accommodation. Yes, we are tapering. Yes, that perhaps you know, we don't see we, the need for the monetary accommodation that we had in the past, it's going to be a slow exit, but rate hikes are far away. You know, Bank of England, put, like you said, Ross, pushing back a little bit against that pricing, um, wanting to reassure investors that rates aren't going higher. Now, I still think that means that in all of these bond markets, the prop- markets need to price in some higher probability that they could come earlier, you know, just have that probability distribution a little bit more towards rate hikes, even if in the end we don't get them. So that that's what leads to these slowly rising bond yields. I keep using the phrase, it's an evolution, not a revolution, and that it'll take out over time. And the important part there is that this is not a repeat of the first quarter. What we see coming over the next few months, we had that first quarter reset and expectations on growth and inflation. Now we're moving into what are the central banks going to do? So yes, yields should start to move higher again, but it's not going to be to the speed and the vehemence of what we saw in the first quarter. And all of that is also one of the reasons why I still remain supportive of the overall risk outlook. Slowly removing accommodation, but keeping the rate hike agenda well into the distant future. Slowly rising bond yields, that's only going to pose a light headwind for me for risk assets and especially equities, even though we've been trading sideways here for a little bit. But against an overall strong growth and strong corporate earnings, you know, we've seen commodities continue to rally. We've seen the EM countries that benefit from commodities continuing to improve. And overall, you know, earnings seasons have been strong. You might just be currently validating high expectations that are in the markets. But we do think with that growth outlook continuing to provide a strong uh, tailwind, you know, this, this headwind of slowly rising bond yields shouldn't be too strong. If we do have, you know, increased volatility, which we will have, we will have moments of, um, but overall, it's not a horrible outlook for risk assets and actually more of a, a positive one. So again, even though we're probably, we feel like we're into taper season, you know, I think the weather is probably going to be pretty just fine. Um, so, you know, as the Bank of England showed, they're reluctant to signal any policy, any potential rises in policy rates. Um, the big change is if any of these central banks do shift to where now they're starting to signal a little bit more appetite for higher rates, that's a different story. But we think we're well away from that. And I think the Bank of England and what Ross just covered kind of reinforces that. So pretty good outlook, slowly rising bond yields, but still should not provide much of a headwind as far as risk assets, although we might have some periods of volatility. In the end, I think everything is going to be still, it's still a pretty positive outlook, especially given our global growth forecast. So that's all for this week. Um, next week, the calendar doesn't have a lot of um, events that you know are, are headlining. We do have, um, we are gonna be watching the Scottish election results. Uh, that's being counted as this is being recorded. Uh, but we can check in on that next week if there's anything important and good luck and we'll speak then. Thank you everyone. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Weekly Watch. Please subscribe to our channel to get future episodes. We also encourage you to explore more of our content on our website and other social media channels.